I can't imagine what would happen at a home school dance. No one's buttering anyone's hotcakes at this. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to the Thin Red Vine. This is Mark. This is Dave. You did the seal bark thing again. Mark. 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 <laughs> That's kind of seal top, bark. Top five. I think I run out of breath, and then I got a... Mark. <laughs> top five. Rewatchable movies today. This is a tricky one. I think we both said it. You said it. You tossed this idea out like it was kind of easy. And I kind of registered it as like, oh, that seems pretty straightforward, pretty easy. Movies we like to rewatch. Movies that have a rewatchable quality. Yeah. Actually pretty easy hard. Peas. Yeah. Pretty hard. <laughs> you said easy peas. I was yes. going to go easy peas. Uh, in terms of like to dial in like what we're talking about. Yeah. So I, I wanted to start by... Um, I don't know, like digging into this a little bit, because just as a concept, I think it's more complex than it seems. And maybe it just as we used to do, we often do talk through our framework for this, though we may have different frameworks uh, to help explain our choices, maybe sort of like a pre-explanation for things that might come up <laughs> because we might have been thinking about it differently. So. Correct. Why don't you tell me what you what to you rewatchable means? What does what does that mean? If you're going to call a movie rewatchable, right. what what do you mean? Yeah, you say that. Let's break that down. Well, without overthinking it, I think it means uh, it's a movie you, you it's uh, you would like to watch more than one time. And I would say beyond that, it's an easy movie to put on and and rewatch. This by default maybe it makes it one of the movies you you really like obviously but it's not necessarily what you think are like these are the best movies ever made because i i thought of this too because it could be and i could think of examples for myself that there are movies you really like that you don't necessarily want to rewatch which sounds like a weird thing to say but right. you can really like a movie and just be like you know what that's like it's a pretty big commitment to watch that movie correct or it's kind of emotionally draining to watch that movie exactly or it's you know there's some other prohibitive thing about it that makes it not it's great and you love it and correct. you'll sing its praises but you don't really want to rewatch it or you don't want to rewatch it that often right which is not to say anything about the quality of the movie Though of course there are movies you don't watch or rewatch because they're they're just awful. Correct. But yeah, that's not to group those two things together. No. Yeah, it's just right. I guess that's a way to differentiate. And I would say it's um, right. You and sometimes I mean I guess that could happen. You might your favorite movie potentially could be something that it's really long. It's very it's a drama. Right, it's heavy right, subject right. matter. And like, you just like my love favorite it. movie Das Boot. The German submarine epic. Spinning that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Just once a week, I throw on Das Boot. Right. And uh, well, uh, here's, just look up that runtime private I'm gonna, listener. You'll see what I mean. I'm going to gamble. Like, here's a here's a movie that's not on my list. I doubt it's on your list. Do you have anything that came out in 1994 on your list? No. Okay. So The Shawshank Redemption. I know this movie is... every. A lot of people love this movie. I, I will tell you, in the process of looking up movies, just to remind myself yeah. of like what you know, what are the movies that people say they like a yeah. lot and watch a lot. If you go on IMDb and you look at the top, you just look at their top, yeah. whatever movies, and that's based on like the whatever user ratings on movies. The Shawshank Redemption is number one by a wow. by a lot. Oh wow! The number okay. one rated movie on on Holy IMDb smokes. is The Shawshank Redemption. And I think right. that just speaks to. 
I mean, we we haven't really, I don't think, talked about the Shawshank Redemption directly. I yeah. know anecdotally that it's a movie a lot of people say they like a lot, and yeah. a lot of people say is their favorite movie. Yeah. It's just one of those. I personally am not, I'm not crazy about the Shawshank. I've seen it, but I don't. I maybe saw it one time and I don't yeah. I don't know that's my personal feeling but I also I know it's a movie that a lot of people like and that right. might be the kind of thing that would end up on this list right but the, what, what were you bringing up as yeah an so the, Sorry. the point with it being um it's so it's like a pretty heavy-handed drama you know um yeah. it I I've seen it more than once and I enjoy watching it yeah um obviously not to, to make the cut here. It wasn't even for me, an honorable mention, but I do like it, but I've heard a lot of people saying it like, uh, and notably like, so Heather, yeah, my wife, she, she loves Shawshank Redemption. She I'm loves, going on she the loves record. Prison so she's actually listening. She's been on the record as saying she loves prison. She likes movies. sad prison movies. <laughs> so, um, and revenge of the nerds. But if, um, <laughs> but and Luke like Luke recently I don't well I say recently but within a year I saw that and he's like man that is really good and I think it yeah. is a good it movie it spans generations but it's, there's something about it that I do think people for whatever reason it's you can go back to it and watch I think because in the end it is like a, like the it's kind of like an exci- it's not an adventure but there's some excitement um, There's some thrill it. to watching uh, the right. characters and, succeed, and, correct? And, do, and you know, uh, and they're good, their, super likable yeah. characters uh, with Tim Robbins and and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, my point w- is, this doesn't necessarily have to be um, like just co- comedies or something like that's not like Shawshank. I don't know if it picked up any awards, but it was right. like nominated. So um, anyways, there's no right way to make this list. It, what it comes down to when you said what's rewatchable, it's just like you you can throw this on anytime and every time it's on, you enjoy watching it. Um, and maybe personally, maybe it's for me, I also thought about what um, for me, movies, anytime I think of like, oh, if I'm thinking if I had to put something on or without looking at, at all the endless choices on Netflix, I if you wouldn't be movie, disappointed if this movie popped on. on. Oh, I'm ready to go right now. Sure, I think or that's I think a good. That's pretty similar to how I thought of it too. Um, I guess I would just go even further to separate it from some other possible list episodes. Not that we won't do these in the future. Maybe we'll. Maybe we won't. But you mentioned early on in our process, like, is this the same? Does this put us in the same place as like top five movies to own? Oh, right. Which is an idea I think we've tossed around or heard right. heard. Uh, you know thrown in our direction and it's i think it's there's some overlap there because of course like if you own a movie you're kind of saying like i wouldn't i want to right. rewatch the accessibility this. of it but i think but i think if i was making a list of top five movies to own i would think about it a little bit differently because there's different reasons why you might want to have right, something like on hand the letterbox for guests for different situations where sure. you need a movie on the spot like right. what's not necessarily just my own personal feeling about right. what do i want to rewatch right. so i think i would I would have parsed that differently if that was the list we're making. So I agree sh- with for that. sure some overlap, but but not exactly yeah. the same. Because I could get into like a collection of like, it'd be really cool to have like a copy of like 2001 A Space Odyssey on your shelf. And you might watch that <laughs> right. every few years because of like the weight of the movie. And obviously if you like it and, and, and that, which is a factor, but you're probably yeah. not throwing it on the regular. No, or you might own something because it has like it's the it's the uh, best most special edition mm-hmm. of it, and it has the interviews with the directors, Correct. or it has those features that you 
like, and it might not be that you rewatch it, but if you do watch it, you want right. it to be that version of it with access to those right, special yeah. things. So th- there's different yeah. reasons why you might own something. <clears throat> anyway, I also feel like it's different from asking, and we just talked about this a little bit before we started. It's different from asking, what are the five movies you've seen the most times? Because that you've seen something many times does not necessarily mean you enjoy rewatching it now or oh, true. it's it it maybe maybe that represents a time in your life even because i think the if you ask most people i would suspect like what what movies have you seen the most times they're going to list up a whole bunch of children's movies because when you're oh, a kid wrong, wrong, you watch wrong. a lot of movies over and over at least this yeah. was my experience and i think a lot of people are like this like right. whatever movies your family had whatever kids movies right. you had on dvd or vhs yeah. or whatever that you watched over and over again, those movies probably still today, no matter how old you are, right. are the movies you've seen the most. Times. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, <laughs> or in like the whole slate of Disney, you know, yeah. like like how many times have I seen The Jungle Book? How many right, times yeah. have I seen you know Aladdin? Like it's uncountable, probably. Right. Yeah. So I I don't think it's the same as that list because that is skewed by different periods in your life and maybe just the way the brain works is different like you can for some reason when you're a kid you can rewatch something over and over again oh yeah and it Car you're trips. like you're like unfazed yeah. like yeah. it makes you're not bored by it the second time it's it must just be the nature of, of brain development and memory and <laughs> or lack thereof right just like like i'm not you know everything is infinitely fascinating and i i enjoy it as much the fourth time as the 12th time i it's hard yeah. it's hard to even put your brain in that yeah i know what you're saying that position but it's, i know what you're and saying. i'm sure many parents are maddened by having to watch certain children's movies over and over again because their kids want to watch them right, like yeah. they are tired of it after yeah, like the second time new? around right we're not watching cars again <laughs> right For and so clearly there's something different between the child's mind and the adult's mind in yeah. these That's scenarios a good point. but some people might still think of those as some of their favorite or movies they like to rewatch the most but um anyway if we if Correct, we made that yeah. list i think that would be different movies still so i wanted to make that distinction but the last thing i wanted to talk about that made this especially hard for me is just a little personal my personal experience with rewatching movies and again i'm speaking like as an adult yeah i almost never rewatch movies okay like it like a lot of time usually has to go by before i'm ready to watch something again and it's not a knock on the movie most of the time i like i love a lot of movies that i've only seen once and that's just my that's my relationship with movies. I often see things in the theater and then I'd never see it again. <laughs> or I see like I, yeah. I, you know, whoever I saw it the first time, that's the one time. So it's actually, I struggled with this quite a bit because I don't, there aren't many movies I've seen more than twice. Oh. You know, not very, it's a very small number. Okay. And um, I don't know if it's just because I, I, rem- I feel like I remember it. I feel like I just saw it. Like if something came out last year in the theater and then like, by the time the movie comes out, which these days is such a rapid turnaround. Like it's like three months later, it's out on like, I'm not ready to watch that movie again. I, that's, I feel like I just saw it, but even like the next year and I've, I've been in the situation with, with Kelsey, like she's like, do you want to watch this? I'm like, I feel like I just saw it, you know? And it was like a year ago or two years ago. Like I still feel like I just saw it. I don't need to, there are very few movies that kind of break through to me where it's like, oh yeah, I'm ready to watch that again this soon. Right. And so if something does, that usually means I am just fascinated by it for, for some reason. Right. And I think some of those movies are on, on my list, but like this was very difficult for me because I just don't feel like I have this, I don't have like a rewatching relationship with, with the vast right, majority yeah. of movies that I, I like even. 
So it's, right, yeah. it was kind of it was tricky. Are, do you feel like you rewatch movies? Um, a, a decent uh, the, amount. <clears throat> most times when I see a movie, it is at the movie theater. I right. probably uh, watch, even though that seems maybe strange to most because you're like you have so many more options at home. But I tend to have more energy to like trying to see something before like right. Oscar season, or I'm just excited about it. I still love the movie theater and going, and I'll certainly watch stuff at home. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of that. So for me, I feel like it's maybe some movies, like a couple of movies on these on the list I have are two of like, oh, uh, wanted to show like my kid. It's like we I've watched with the kids, yeah. you know, before because I had some You've energy. rewatched it in order to show it. Right, or, or it's a movie else. I, yeah. like the lines I'm qu- were quoting so much. Yeah. Like it feels like you can almost watch it in your head a little bit or right. it had some kind of added, like for me, like maybe... A little charm to it or in my mind like for whatever reason i'm like i just like watching that movie but doesn't right. mean necessarily i'm watching it all the time right right so i'd rather i'd probably still rather see something new than watch something i've already seen sure yeah so and maybe and the other thing i might have i don't know i wouldn't say to my advantage but other than i've been like conditioned because i teach a film class right there's by default i guess when you ask the movies you've seen the most <laughs> right there are movies you've seen once a year on a schedule sometimes basically. like yeah. if i had there's been times yeah. where i've had like, or twice a year or twice right. a semester like oh right right because you might have to more right i forgot about that <laughs> so factor, yeah. yeah and none like of it. those movies are on my list you've beaten them out of you <laughs> well there's a couple that <laughs> because i do you, had, love. you did choose movies you loved for right. that class and only in, like in several this, cases. and every year i can maybe something new or swap something this year i just finally made a point to take a few things out put a new few new things in and it's it's kind of been very refreshing it's sort of it's more work for me yeah um but it's been fun and i think i've had a hit and a miss this year with how i feel about it um but anyways just like i'm and again i'm not always like dialed into it every time i'm probably trying to get other stuff done and while keeping tabs on the movie and everything so anyways rewatchable movies yeah the movies you love to watch however often you want to watch them they come to mind that's what we're talking about yes any honorable mentions to get us to things that didn't make the cut that you feel like i have you, i don't know in a I different ha- world maybe they would be on the list i have some but i don't know should i if i should mention them now or at the end because i don't know sure what, in case in case we get out in there's front of one something. there's one movie here i'm hoping it almost made my list and uh it was like on it and then i was back and forth I feel really good about four. My fifth slot is like a revolving door. I feel <laughs> okay. a little bit. So, sure. um, so let's do, let's That's run fine. through our I list. Can, I can do my honorable mention just as a general comment yeah. then too, which is just, I there's a handful of movies I almost put on the list, but I cut myself off because I felt like we had already talked about them enough in other episodes. Okay. So that is my was like my kind of limiting factor what pushed something down to honorable mention zone as opposed to like like right. leading the list or whatever because like well do I like that movie yes do I have I seen it several times and do I like to rewatch it yes but we we've talked about it enough I don't okay. need to do it again yeah. and I was trying to rem- and I even noted some things are on my list that we did talk about in other episodes in different ways so I let myself have those but okay I think it's just the nature of the movies you rewatch and are your kind of go-to reference points that you talk about them a lot when you talk about movies. So yeah. just by definition, over a year of doing this show, I you know I've talked about that. I've talked yeah. about it. I've talked about I, it. So I, I tried to. I stop don't myself think I had any overlap 
with other things. I, I mean, maybe it's come up in a comment, but never. Okay. I don't think there's anything that was nice. on another list. Good. But I say that not knowing. Okay. Yeah. You want me to start? I feel like you should start. Okay. <laughs> My first movie is going to be such a curveball to you. Curve it. And um, if it's speed two cruise control, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I, it's not far from that spirit, I think. Oh, yeah. So my. Tell me the year, because I'm always curious. 1987. No. And this is it. I would say, I wish I could say that it, I when I put this movie on the list, it was for this movie's own sake. It's like it's by its own merits. But really, I feel like this movie is representative of a handful of movies and I'll get into that in a second so I picked this one as like the the one that kind of fills this role I'm talking about 1987's The Running Man yes this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Schwarzenegger movie this is a great call it's it's um I didn't it's even have fascinating now here's what I mean by this is just re- it's not like it's representative of a thing for me because there's like this this subset of science fiction movies dystopian r-rated kind of cheesy but the good ones aren't cheesy they're more like satirical or like they're gritty and they're maybe political but on some level they're yet they're also kind of airhead you know action movie you know it's short today so so there's several of these i would throw like Total Recall in there, and oh, you can yeah. just kind of think of all of Schwarzenegger's movies. I would throw the ter- the Terminator in there, the first, Predator, the first one. The Predator probably is is in this exactly the same set. Commando. Yeah. Um, I was we were, I was not a Commando guy because w- that's that was getting more that was getting farther away from science fiction. I think my yeah. draw is to the science fiction. Okay, uh, yeah. of these, I and, did it did watch me some Commando a, a lot. Um, <laughs> this probably also gets into things like. Um, Conan like Demolition Man at its farthest like as this genre kind of keeps going so it's like late 80s early 90s action sci-fi movies and I just feel like these are movies that if my dad and I or specifically my dad was like flipping through cable channels on a weekend just like what's on nothing's on if like on the sci-fi channel or TBS or USA, like yeah. the running man was on or the Terminator, it'd be like, this is what we're doing this app. This is going to be on <laughs> like, like, and it's, they're just like, there's something just so fun about this era yeah. of movie. It's like they, they took themselves seriously in some ways. Like sometimes there's some kind of message or political comment or, you know, uh, if you think of like RoboCop, like there is like I've made the case for RoboCop being kind of a satire, being kind yeah. of a uh, a politically uh, curious movie, at least. And I think the good ones are like that. There is some there is some depth to them. But a lot of them are just kind of movie of the week. Get Schwarzenegger in a thing. Let him let him knock some heads around. He has his his one liners, yeah. you know, after he beats the, the bad guy. The running man is full of great one liners. Like every time he, he gets the Richard Dawson, the bad right? guy. Yes, Family that's Richard Dawson. Okay, so I should talk about the Running Man specifically because I yeah. put it on the yeah, list. Yeah, and so. and what tipped your hat to like pick that? I feel like it's the one that it's the most fun. Like it's if I it saw the fun. Running I Man, I'd be it. like, yeah, I'm gonna watch the Running Man because yeah. it's I see it on there. Like it's it's just it's a little it's a little wacky, but it's also like a good dystopian gritty. Um, you know, science fiction movie. It is a Stephen King script, or like he wrote the novel. Oh, okay. 
um, though I think it was under a pen name, so it's it's a little kind of hidden behind a layer, but it's a Stephen King story. The, the premise is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is a police officer. It's the year 2017. Come and gone. Deep into the future, right? And um, didn't think he, big enough. It's it's the world is kind of in chaos. The government has kind of created a police state where everyone is just under their thumb, and um, you know people are poor, they're struggling. Um, you know the rich are kind of protecting their own interests, the government protecting its own interests, and they keep everyone kind of pacified by showing them these like violent TV shows. The most famous being The Running Man, um, and it it's if. For like a modern comparison, like the Hunger Games is kind of a similar setup. It's like we have all these people have poor lives. Let's let's kind of entertain them while right. giving them a feeling like they have hope by making them participate in this big game show yeah. where they risk their lives. Um, so it's it's very similar to that. But um, Schwarzenegger is like a police officer in this world. He gets asked to like, or he gets blamed for uh, killing, gunning down a bunch of civilians, even though he didn't do it. And this kind of turns out to be the government's MO. They kind of frame people for their mess ups and mistakes. Right. Anyway, he ends up getting kind of in a prison camp and then escaping and being on the run and getting caught and made to participate, play in The Running Man. And yeah. Richard Dawson, the first host of Family Feud, yeah. uh, plays the game show host. Yeah. So it's a great, it's a great. Uh, character for him um, and really believable for that reason and so he gets launched into this game where the promises it's like only convicts play in the game and that's that's kind of how they pitch it to the the folks at home like these people are and it's all made up like all their crimes are invented or they've been like scapegoated for some government thing but the folks at home don't know that but they're they're launched into this arena where they have to face uh they're runners. There's like stalkers. They're called or like these different kind yeah, of heroes. Yeah, I remember seeing the, it, but I cannot. I wouldn't be able to come up. Yeah, with that. different heroes like within the world of the uh, the game show that are basically there just to kill the people running around in the arena. Right, yeah. And so you have to kind of fight your way out. If you make it to the end, if you succeed without getting stopped by the stalkers, then you get like a full pardon for your crimes yeah. and a vacation. But it becomes clear as What's the movie his name goes in that, that this movie? is. It's like remember? something Richards. I think okay. is his last I was just name. Wondering. Maybe Ben Richards know. or oh, something. Oh, that uh, Rich, sounds... They call him Richards the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I don't know what his right. first name is. Okay. Um, but yeah, all the all the normal things you'd expect from a a, a Schwarzenegger action yeah. movie of the era. But I just find them fun. I find them like I'm so easily persuaded just to keep watching it if I see it on or like it's like someone mentions the run. I'm like, oh, the Running Man. Like oh, what a great you know man. that or Total Recall or yeah. you know again this whole kind of slate of movies of this time and genre um i'm just all for them um they're memorable they're like have a lot of practical special effects this is like just before like cgi kind of takes over so there's a lot of costuming and explosions and uh you know cool stuff like total recall especially has a lot of cool special effects for for its time um anyway this this genre of movie is something i just find myself kind of possessed by and drawn to you can think of them as like b science fiction movies but some of them are really good right and and fun and still watchable today but the running man if you haven't seen it uh worth worth a watch yeah um it's 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 a ride right that's so here's one one of the things i'm experiencing right now is what was also happening to me when I was trying to put my list together is I I remember growing up watching The Running Man probably more than once. Yeah. I can't I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah. I would really want to rewatch that right now. <laughs> yeah. Now, but I it couldn't make my list because I 
I, I always struggle to like even recall like a lot yeah. of the things. And yeah. so um, anyways, that's maybe maybe that's what will happen um, as you're listening, as we're noting movies or you're trying to think of the ones you'd want to rewatch. Like I do feel like this this list, as we're noting it now, maybe some will stick, I bet, which won't happen if we did it in a couple months yeah. from now, it could evolve into something else or you might pick something other because if you just yeah. watch the running man right. by default I haven't yeah especially your system you wouldn't want to watch it anytime soon that's true You'd well i will say that when i thought of this and i thought of demolition man and having we watched that for the podcast because yeah. that was one of those movies i would have thrown right in this group <laughs> yeah but having watched it i was like that movie's maybe is not as good as i remember it being right it's still a fun watch it was, now, fu- it was yeah, a fun watch it's but it's not if, a requirement that I these movies not, have to be good i would not think like oh the demolition man that's a rewatch that's very rewatchable like now that i've just seen it you know because i'm like ah, right. i think it's i guess by picking maybe and maybe yeah. the running man is better or total yeah. recall is better yeah. it fares better in that in that yeah. like passing that test but I think the nature of these movies is that if you look at any one of them too long, it probably yeah. becomes unwatchable. <laughs> but as a group, I think like these is that movies, our next top five, movies, the unwatchable. <laughs> these movies really draw me in. The worst I, movies. I'm ever so made. tempted to always like. All okay, right. I gotta watch that again. Anyway, that's that's yeah, my first. That's pick. a great Get start, Running Man. I love it. Okay, I'm. Um, it was really hard to come up with my last one, or my number five. Yeah, the, the one that. I have four I feel really good about. And this one, I still feel good about it, but it could have been six other movies. Uh, I decided to go with the one I feel like I think about the most out of all the other ones that could have had this slot. All right. And that is from this year that we've mentioned more than once, 1999. Big year. It's a big year for movies. Big year for movies. And I went with uh, Office Space. Oh, I love Office Space. <laughs> I have it on Blu-ray. Okay, we can watch right. it right now. I have One it of the few on, movies I own. I have it on I don't know why. original DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so this is written and directed by Mike Judge. And um, right, he's famous for uh, King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead, right? Aren't those yeah. his claims to? Idiocracy he made Idiocracy. After, after Office Space. Um, which I don't think I've ever really claimed, seen. But yeah. also a very good movie. Okay. Uh, so I went with all of the generic, uh, rather than me s- maybe stumbling to re-explain this or just to get into why it's on my list. Um, and I feel like a lot of folks might be more familiar with Office Space. Uh, I don't know if it's like cult classic kind of status. Yeah, is it? I think for a okay. certain generation probably. Yeah. And uh, so three company workers, okay, one is Ron Livingston, who hate their jobs, decide to rebel against their greedy boss. I mean, that's right. a very generic premise. Um, and it's really about the main character, Peter, hates hates his job. It is the yeah. mundane of all mundane jobs. Yeah. Um, and I was even like going, like, TPS what, what did they, the TBS rules? I'm like, what do they even do there? Right. And I guess it's, uh, so he works at Inatech. Right, right. And they're just like trying to be like, get companies ready for the Y2K. That's like the job of this company yeah. or whatever. It's it's just awful. I mean, that it's kind of vague is part of the point, I think. Right. Like, it's, it's like just, all, it could be any jobs job. jobs are just pointless, right? It's Correct. so pointless that we're not even clear what we're doing. Right. We're, but we come to work and we right. do the thing and it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just a boss, Lumberg, who is right. everyone <laughs> hates. He's always asking if they have their reports yeah. done and asking people to stay Sipping later. Sipping his coffee and sighing. And, right. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, Peter has come to a point in his life where he he's stuck in this job and he like goes to see a psychiatrist, which is or something like that, hypnosis or something. Yeah, One hip, of the funniest scenes yeah. 
in all of movie history is where I this scene maybe more than any other any other one scene I can think of of the movies on my list I think of this scene is when he's he's wow. sitting there and the guy doing the hypnosis and Peter says he goes today he goes every day is the worst day of my life because <laughs> he hates his job so much he goes so you say right now this is the worst day of your life he says yes he goes that's messed up <laughs> but I'm like it I get it you know like when you just get into this robotic process of your life right, right. and then he has two great co-workers who are also kind of mistreated yep. Samir, Samir and Michael Bolton <laughs> great not what a great not the singer joke. that's the yeah. character name um and they just come up with this scheme to like Michael Bolton's scheme of some virus to hack yeah. the system they're gonna defraud to skim pennies the company. off right. the dollar right um, and in the process of this, though, uh, Ron Livingston meets Joanna. That's Jennifer Aniston's character yep. who, who works at what would be like the TJI. Maybe it is TJI Fridays or something think, like no, that. I think they have its own it's, name. It's, but it's own the thing, same right. Thing, yeah. And they got to have their flair, I remember. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it's um, uh, Peter, which is funny. He's like, I'm done. And he goes, but I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to see what it, I'm just going to see how long it takes for me to get fired. Yeah. Well, the hypnosis takes, I think, is the yeah, the like a little point. bit. Like, yeah, he he gets possessed by this idea, like, like this new version of himself. Like, like I'm, I'm just, just going gonna, to just gonna not care anymore, not yeah. care anymore. And he ends up like getting promoted. <laughs> yeah, and thinks, everything starts going his way when he stops caring. <laughs> right. It's like that episode of Seinfeld where George starts doing right. the opposite, the opposite of, of everything. Yeah. yeah, and he's kind of free and right. happy. Um, and uh, and then of course they still try to go through with this scheme, which is hilarious. So there's great moments in this movie. I didn't come to this movie though. I did not see it at a movie theater. It took me, may, I mean, it was probably within a year of its release, yeah. but it was on a D, on DVD, and I found it very funny. And I feel like yeah. it's only grown. And maybe this is a nice uh, indicator of like a rewatchable. Is every time you watch it. Yeah, and I don't know if this has to be how it is, but yeah. maybe it, it goes up in stock, not down in yeah, stock. Yeah, I think that's probably true. That's a good indicator. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, that's anytime I watch Office, it's almost like I'm laughing, bef- anticipating the funny. This is such a good pick for you because <laughs> I feel like you, your person, you're a lot like Ron Livingston's character. Oh, yeah, in I that love movie. Ron Livingston, and that, maybe that's because maybe that's a. A, a symbiotic relationship like you watch the movie you become more like him yeah. like every time every yeah. time you watch it but it seems like and Joe it seems Joe like there's a lot of there's I could see why that would be like the situation yeah. would be extra yeah. but there's all these situations but, I feel but it's like it's a pretty universal movie I think most people to watch the, it um, feel, feel the opening of this movie feel. and then we'll we'll push on to the the next one on our list the um he's just in traffic at the beginning and right. you're making, and we've right. all been there. We're like making those lane changes and n- none of them are good options. And then the guy <laughs> in the walker is like off in the distance. Just right. Right. It's like just sets up the whole idea of like right. you, you're trying so hard making these little moves to get ahead yeah. and it's, it's just not happening. I think I made this case when we watched Joe versus the Volcano that like the office space is a better version of Oh, it's, right. At least that whole aspect of what Joe versus the Volcano is trying to do at the beginning, like suggest right. this mundane office life. Office Space is like a whole movie that does that way better. Like it's it's it hits hits all the right notes it and it feels so right true notes. and yeah. perfect and funny. Yeah. Okay. Great office Space. Um, number four for me, I think I've mentioned this movie before, or at least I definitely mentioned it in passing when we were talking about our actor director collabs a few weeks ago. Ooh. This is 2012's. The Master by Paul oh, Thomas whoa, Anderson. Whoa, 
Now, I did not see this coming. This is a great. I this love is, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. Head to big toe, big chunk to bite off. Head to toe, I love his wow. his catalog. But I don't find them all equally rewatchable. Whew. I yeah, don't find all... I don't find uh, like I love Magnolia, for instance. I yep. don't find that very rewatchable. I there are parts of it that are cheesy to me now that they've aged a little bit okay like, like eh. there are parts of it that are still unbelievable and amazing like those and notches. magical and there are parts um i don't know some of the magnolia for instance is very long i guess a lot of them are, are quite long but that's usually not it doesn't dissuade me just because something is is long anyway i have different reasons for liking his movies and this could have been there will be blood perhaps because daniel day lewis's performances are like infinitely watchable it seems <laughs> like he's just he's I mean, such he's a good, good actor but that some, like you, yeah some you're are just disturbing. but um i think what gets the master on this list for me is that it's you know the some movies might be on this list might be rewatchable because they are um entertaining in a specific way or like they just they just push a button in me that like makes me giddy and want to keep watching it yeah but this is this is more like this movie has so much depth and on like every level so much artistry i feel like cinematography wise it's like everything's gorgeous and you can everything's like every every shot is like a painting it's like you could just stare at it and go like wow what a composition like what's going on like everything is framed so um so perfectly and thoughtfully and it just seems like there's a lot to appreciate just in where the camera is and then that same quality is is there with everything like there's so much to appreciate with regard to like the script like i could sit here and just think about the writing of this movie and just watch scenes over and over again and think about wow what a choice oh what a like and then obviously the performances this is why i talked about it back during the actor-director collab Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie both career best performances to my mind Um, for sure for Philip Seymour Hoffman I know people might have different favorite Joaquin Phoenix movies but if you haven't seen The Master and you like Joaquin Phoenix this is he's pretty good in everything this is head and shoulders above Joker I know Joker has a lot of fans like oh Joaquin Phoenix like what a performance it's just more showy the walking phoenix and the master is so much better than it the joker is like kind of derived in some ways from this character in the master like the master is it's it's such a more pure character it's a much more complicated it's a much more vibrant and kind of scary performance that he's he's doing like the joker is a lot of like i don't know there's a lot of menace to it but it's all kind of off the shelf to me it seems right. like it's more it's more couched in tropes and you know it's like a taxi driver reference i don't know it's yeah, it's not much. it's it's not unique it's not an original thing but everything about the master to me is unique like these are two like very eight atypical characters the the story is so strange in some ways the movie is a little impenetrable but i think that's what makes it so rewatchable it, it's one of these movies that gives you that feeling like i gotta see that again to just Ooh. understand more about yeah. it but it's not like some movies you need, you go like I need to watch that again because I miss so much or I need to I need to see that again to clarify the plot. Right. And it that's like a detractor. Like that's something the movie failed to explain something to right. you well enough. Where I feel like this is like I want to see that again because it had so many layers and it treated me so much like an adult that I just need to go back and Ooh. give it the respect that it gave me by not over explaining, by not by just trying to tell a pure story about these two characters. So I, I've gone on and on now without even explaining the movie. But 
in general, the plot is Freddie Quell is Joaquin Phoenix's character. He's coming home from World War II. He's pretty messed up. He's a violent guy. He's yeah. like kind of just an animal. And um, he tries to find work when he's back home from the war, and it's not very successful. Like he's he's a little too erratic. He can't really just be with polite society. He's a little too, you know, reactionary. And in his kind of traveling around to find his place in the world, he meets Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, who is kind of starting a movement, starting right. a philosophical uh, religion. He's starting a, it's, you know, people later in the movie call it a cult, and that's right. probably what a lot of us would sort it into pretty automatically. But a Scientology-like thing where it's like, let me offer you some ideas about how the world works, ideas about reality, and he, he really takes Joaquin Phoenix's character under his wing and starts coaching him and training him and helping him find himself, and it's really about their relationship. It's kind of a brotherly relationship. It's kind of a father-son kind of relationship. One being like totally like, uh, you know, the id and the other, the ego, right. and them just... Anyway, it's it's fascinating. Just watch the trailer, and I think you'll be immediately drawn in. Like, it's about cults of personality. It's about letting people tell you how to live your life. It's about like having masters, like whatever your religious, you know, right. world, whatever the thing is that helps you make sense of the world and explore that. And is it everything it's cracked up to be? And can, are any of us in control of anything really? <laughs> like, it's like no. it's are we all just pretending? Like that's yeah. that's a lot of the great questions, yeah. like infinitely deep human questions, right. unbelievable performances, yeah. so well written. It's not the most approachable movie right. for for like your random person off the street. But if you have seen any of Paul Thomas Anderson's other movies and you liked it, if you see There Will Be Blood and you like it, if you see like Licorice Pizza and you like it, I'm like, go watch the match. If you like Joaquin Phoenix or Philip Seymour Hoffman, like these are their best performances by far. Yeah. I think of the processing scene all the time where he, I, I think I've only seen the master once he's, they're in, he's interviewing him like with a microphone yep. at the table it's it's mesmerizing I think of the scene when they're in the jail together all the time there's a scene where they both end up in jail and Philip Seymour Hoffman's like standing in his cell the camera you can see into both cells he's sitting there with his arm on the shoulder like totally relaxed and just like con- contemplative I'm in jail you know wrongly I've been accused of something you know he's very right. prideful and then Joaquin Phoenix is in the cell right next to him, and he's losing his he's losing his mind. He's like slamming his head on the bunk. Pre Joker like slamming on the right, and yeah. it's it's such a better version of that. Right, and it's such a original performance and character. And right. he's just he's just breaking everything in the cell, and just the two of them, one standing stock still and confident, the other yeah. jumping up, and the camera just having the the patience just to sit on it and right. watch it all play out it's a very it's a very just thoughtfully intentionally done movie yeah. and it's so good I could watch it over and over and it's like there's so much here there's so much to learn from this movie right. there's so, so much that, to appreciate so that's the angle for that movie that's the angle for, the, for this one it's the rewatchability like, is I'm gonna get so something much to more it. out of yeah, it yeah there's so much depth to it there's so okay. much artistry to it everyone seems like they brought something right. to the table besides it just looking gorgeous and it's just a movie you can just look yeah. at you can just freeze frame any any scene and just be like right. wow this looks that's so good, good. That surprised me. Not that you liked the master, I knew that, but that it made this list because I. And this is maybe this is kind of the fun of this is when we go our separate ways. Like the thought-provoking movies, as you will see, yeah. <laughs> didn't make didn't make the cut for me. Right. Um, and for not the popcorn, that they're, not the that they're wrong. Movie. These are more probably like an yeah. easier uh, type watch. Yeah, as we'll get into my next choice here. <laughs> yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, but again, like um, I don't 
just because you're like, is the ma- is the master that you were just talking about or whatever movie, like rewatchable, it doesn't necessarily, the reasons for it being like, you you want to rewatch it. Now, it doesn't have to mean like, oh, on a random Saturday afternoon, I'm going to pop yes. on the master. I will, cause, cause, I will admit, I haven't seen it that many times. Right, yeah. I've seen it like three times. Maybe, but you would be eager I, to. It has that quality. If someone correct. said like, I want to watch the master, like, great, let me know when. I'll come yep. watch it. Like, I, yeah, I'm always I'm willing to watch it again. It. <laughs> right, right. So and it's not, it sounds like it would go up high. in stock. For sure. For sure. I've been making this pitch to people for a long time. Like the master is like one of the great movies of the of the century so far. That's what a lot of film and, critics and people a lot of people by. haven't seen it. So I'm like, yeah. hey, this is not like an old stuffy yeah. movie that it, it I it's, might need to rewatch it. I because I saw it, I liked it. I don't think I'm anywhere near your love for it. And it's down on my Paul Thomas Anderson list. But again, like maybe that maybe that second watching of it or going back to it. But I agree with everything you said. Like it is a gorgeous movie, great performances. But is it better than 1996's <laughs> Mission Impossible? <laughs> You're speaking of your number four, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, um, all right. So this is a movie that I, well, I'm thinking of when I think of my list, uh, like rewatchable. This is one that movie that instantly popped into my brain. Like uh, I remember seeing it at the movie theater. Um, you know, I just, I just like it. I just like it. It's an action movie. I think we know. I'm talking about Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt. This started the franchise. He's you know uh, the secret agent who gets his. Uh, you know John Voight is playing Jim Phelps, and he has you know his impossible mission force the imf right. and they're because this is based off a tv show from yeah like the, a long-running tv show which i had no yeah i'd never seen right. um it when it i remember seeing like the trailer for it and it looked fun it looked exciting cruise was cruise sort of like i don't know if this uh came out before or after jerry Maguire of the same year but cruise right. was kind of and peak of his powers late 80s always i mean he's now he's sort of having the resurgence right. um but uh, I think he he does a great job in the movie. Um, I like the cast of characters that are assembled, and it was like I think again like seeing the the trailer for it. It's very much you're like this was like you're reading it as like some kind of a James Bond ish version of uh, something exciting like that. And so, anyways, um, I you wouldn't think this is my uh, favorite Tom Cruise film, and I I'm not even saying it is. Um, oh. But I do think he gives a pretty good acting performance yeah. in it. But this is not a movie like I'm not saying making a case for Mission Impossible like it got robbed at the Oscars. You know, it wasn't, you know, right. outside of special effects. Was it even I, who knows? Maybe it was nominated. It wasn't even nominated for anything. But for me, every time I go back to it and recently last summer leading up into the now they're on the seventh movie in this franchise. Sheesh. I know. Um <laughs> I went back and rewatched all the Mission That's right. movies. Mission and Mondays so, you had. Mission Every Mondays, Monday you watched so, Mission Impossible. And I watched this first one, and it's it's my favorite one in the series. And I just love it. Each little segment, um, when they're, the, the team kind of gets disassembled at the beginning, and we lose, uh, spoiler alert. Amelia. Emilio Jack, played by Emilio, uncredited, apparently. <laughs> Emilio Estevez. It is, it, I think that... And this sounds like a small detail, and it, you're right. It happens right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But I think this is a great trick that I've noticed in other movies that get you engaged and excited right out of the gate. You take yeah. a recognizable actor, and you show that you're willing to to kill right, yeah. them right in the first, right at the beginning. Like, oh, this is a movie that's 
It's gonna it's gonna subvert my expectations yeah. a little bit. It's not gonna follow the rules. It's not know? gonna follow. The and maybe rules it does end day. up following the rules, but it creates the sensation that maybe it won't. Right. You're and gonna so kill you get, Emilio. You get, right. You're gonna Hasta kill lasagna. <laughs> don't get any Anya. So I must say that line. I don't know how many hundred times a year. It's for one, no, of, the, for no one of the great lines. It is one <laughs> of the great lines. Um, but I love like the the. So there's that opening sequence which I love. I love Cruz initially just trying to figure out how how his how his team uh, basically is being killed off at the beginning and he's kind of has to go rogue um there's the scene where he meets doesn't like, he does Kit he go Trich rogue in, in every it, movie rogue nation <laughs> where he meets um yeah maybe and this is the first one so maybe that helps uh kittrich where like the backdrops like the aquarium tank and he right. uses emilio's trick with the gum red light green light red light green light smushes it and so um now i will say i did going back to that and because this is 1996 like the train sequence at the end which is still kind of thrilling because like the a helicopter like flies into the tunnel as well yep. and Cruz is doing cruise things like leaping from one thing to the other but <laughs> you you're you're in, you're you're buying it all um and so Are it's, we? I am I feel like helicopter enthusiasts have doubted the scene's credibility <laughs> maybe, for a couple maybe. decades now <laughs> but I will say you can pick up on like maybe those aren't the best effects you know right. um Anyway, so I, it's fun for me to watch. Um, now, you one thing I did think about, this wasn't the deciding factor, but I did, when I was going back and getting info on, on the movies, um, I did note the run times. And so, sure. um, for example, Office Space is an easy breezy 90 minutes, yeah. all right? You're I mean, in, you're out. You're in, you're out. <laughs> uh, so, mo- and I will... Well, I'll just keep giving my runtimes because I noted them. This one, because I feel like the action movies or movies, certain movies in general, especially in this series, in my mind, they've gotten longer. No question. So this movie, I was surprised to see clocks in an hour and 50 minutes. So under the two hour mark. Wow. And maybe that. That is a feather in its cap. Indirectly, um, I think if you're coming in under that two hour Mark, you're you're giving your audience maybe like a better chance to enjoy whatever you're trying to do. Now I do get right. it. If you're doing it, you're doing it well on a high end. I don't know what the master clocks in at. Completely different movie, and you know that going into it. Um, but I think sometimes indirectly, like the 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 running time of the movie, like you know, if you if you are this is a rewatchable and you're looking to watch something. Yeah. If you're in the camp of like, oh, let's put this on, and you know you're not gonna dedicate a certain amount of time to right, it right? right you know um water world which you know i appreciate <laughs> yep. is a rewatchable for me but one of the things against water world is it's like three hours long it's yeah. not as easy to throw the throw on the mariner and sit back so the mariner <laughs> um yeah though there are i will say i agree with you about yeah. length being a factor when you want to sit down and watch something but there are also people who like make it a point like annually of watching like all the lord of the rings movies in, oh, in yeah. one sitting so i think it, depending on your True. personal interest in in what rewatchable means to you and what you're getting out of it i think sometimes people are in for this yeah. is a total immersive experience right, yeah i guess if you you know yeah. one yeah it is like and because one thing i did not address or i didn't factor in i almost did were like christmas movies i thought about that but i left them I also off because i feel like we might do something christmasy but was by one. their nature rewatchable right people yeah watch every them over year and over you look forward to watching right. whatever right. it is elf or home alone and right. these kinds of things die hard 
Die Hard. Increasingly popular Christmas movie choice. Okay, on to your number three. Number three, I wanted to challenge myself to go for a comedy because I'm like comedies are. Ooh, I have a comedy. Comedy for number three too. Difficult to be rewatchable. It's it's pretty high bar because usually things get less funny. Like the more like how do you maintain the funny? How do you maintain the funny? Over and over that through repeat viewings. How do you maintain the fun? <laughs> it's by like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> what year do you got? 1998. Nope. We're talking about what I think and I've told people. And this isn't an original take. I think a lot of people have this movie flagged as this. Saving you know, Private Ryan. Nope. This is <laughs> what I think is the funniest movie ever made. Whoa, whoa. I know funniest? the American Film Institute would say it's some like it hot, but they're wrong. <laughs> Funniest movie ever made, 1998. I'm just in my brain trying to... Have I seen it? Yeah. Oh, it's that? Yeah. This isn't a trick. It's The Big Lebowski. Oh, right. The Big, the big right. Lebowski it's is... It's more than a comedy in my opinion, but it, it, is, is, it, it is, is good. I think that's probably what makes it such yeah. a successful rewatchable comedy is yeah. that it's a great... like. Yeah, I knew this. It's a thriller kind of plot mystery movie. All It's like all these other kinds of movies too. Yeah. Um, but it's just... It's so funny. It is the funniest um, movie, again, I've ever seen and remains funny. Like, if I watch it again, I'm like, this is so fun. Like, the situation is funny. Yeah. The characters are funny. If you haven't seen The Big Lebowski, I know it's now, it's like, it's set at such cult classic status now because it wasn't a big success, I think, in the theaters when it came out. Yeah. It's, but it's it's only snowballed to like this this thing where there's now like, dude conventions or people just show sure. up all wearing robes and drinking their white and, russians and, or whatever right, yes. Jeff bridges costumes um the plot of the big lebowski is it's this is a case of mistaken identity there's there's <laughs> jeffrey lebowski like the millionaire yep and then there's jeff jeffrey lebowski the dude played by <laughs> jeff bridges yeah who is um just kind of a uh, couch potato, like kind of hippie, just very laid back, very like, you know, not here to hurt. He's just here to have a good time. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's the dude. That <laughs> he calls dude. himself the dude, even though his name is Lebowski. But the whole movie is based on just the rich Jeff Lebowski has run up some debt with some people who, you know, are going to come collect. Yeah. And rather than go to his mansion to go rough him up and take his stuff and get the money they're owed, they go knock on the door of the wrong it's like it's like they looked up the wrong address in the phone book. They go to a different <laughs> Jeff Lebowski's house and they meet the dude and they mess yeah. with him and they take his stuff and they threaten him and they leave. And he's so confused because he doesn't know but he's so easygoing that he's like unfazed by it. He's right. just like, Yeah, this thing happened to me and they took my rug and Yeah. Or they, they peed on it, whatever they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like he's so confused and then it turns out in order to get back at the rich Lebowski, some people kidnap his his trophy wife. Right. And then they're giving the dude Lebowski like the instructions, like the ransom note, and here's what you need to do if you want to get your wife Bunny back, and what's, you know, the money, here's where to bring the money and all this stuff. And he's like, he's caught up in this caper right. that he has, he has nothing to do with. Right, he doesn't know it's, what's going on. And people are telling him what, and he's, it's like, He's so, um, he's such a go with the flow person that it like his take on the whole thing is just hilarious. He's got like the kookiest friends who are trying to give him advice. One is played by John Goodman. Yeah. Um, Walter, 
um, yeah. Walter Sobchak. He's like he's like a Vietnam vet, and he, he solves. He clearly has some kind of PTSD. Like he just tries to solve all his problems by escalating to violence and yelling and swearing. And then Steve Buscemi's character is like kind of meek and helpless in the background. He wants to be cool like the other two guys, and he's constantly being told to shut up and back off. And it's just the situations are hilarious. Jeff Bridges' performance is is like yeah. one of the classic movie characters. I think at this point, it's I think just so. Like just it's, Visually iconic, his speech and lines and persona just yeah. just unavoidable at this point. And I guess what makes it so rewatchable is, like I said, it's so funny, but it's it's so densely funny. Like it's like the situation is funny, and right. then what people are saying is funny, and then like what the person in the background is mumbling is funny. It's <laughs> like if you if like the more you watch it, the more you're like, man, this is so dense. Like they were so willing. They were so confident, the Coens, when they made this movie, <laughs> Those that, Coens. That, 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 that it was going to be funny, that they were like, they were like throwing away great jokes and like stuffing them in the background. Like Steve Buscemi is just like mumbling something in the background, trying to get a word in edgewise. And it's hilarious. But you're already laughing at the thing like John Goodman and Jeff Bridges right, are arguing yeah. about in the foreground. Right. And it's like the more you watch it, the more it's like, oh, that was a weird thing. Or like, uh, And because of the nature of the plot, the fish out of water plot where he's right. just thrown into this complicated web of other people's problems. Like even on first viewing, you don't quite understand the whole thing, I feel like. Like you're like, what? Ha- so what happened? Because like, you're in his shoes. You're like, yeah. these things are just happening. And it's hard yeah. to understand how we ended up where we ended up in the end. And so the more you watch it, the more you can appreciate how all the layers come together and like this whole character's arc and that whole character's arc and how they all have their own interests and it all comes together. All being funny yeah. the whole time. But it's, I just find I it. I haven't seen com- that in I a find long it time. just completely funny. It's still funny. Every part of it is funny. It's one of those movies where if like if I try to show it to somebody, I'm just I just find myself laughing. Like it's awkward. Like I'm laughing so much at right. like every single part of the movie and they're like, "Jeez, it's not that." Fun. You know, like I'm in a, right. and it's like it's almost like I'm trying to coach them to laugh at all right. the parts cuz it's all funny. <laughs> that is that's a good it's point. So, it's, it's hard so to good. when you go in with a movie that you're like, "This is like you're saying, especially if it's a comedy, cuz that's noticeable." Like right. if it's a drama, I, you know, like you don't at the end, you got to figure out their reaction. The comedy, like if you don't appear to be enjoying it or <laughs> right. laughing, maybe right. you didn't like it. So yeah. um, Big that's a great pick. And um, would you say that is one of, if not the best Coen Brothers movie? Or is that too, that's too tough of a I don't question know, possibly. It, I, I think like many people, I sort them into like the dramas right. and the comedies. I think for me, it's the best of the comedies. Yeah. For sure. But then, like of the dramas, I feel like they're not kind of they're not right, playing yeah. for the same goals, and yeah. so it's hard to like say yeah. like it's hard to put like No Country for Old Men and B- The Big Lebowski on the same list. Yeah, it's like, these are that's true. These are very different movies. But sometimes, but, but like Fargo is both. Fargo's like funny and it's a good yeah drama. So it's you know maybe Fargo's right. probably the best. Fargo, <laughs> but Fargo I don't know, maybe, maybe I talked yeah. myself into it. But. Uh, talked it into Fargo. Um, one when you said that, um, I I'll just give it a quick shout out, and that's uh, a movie I've watched several times. And it it would be in like down on the honorable mention list um, is raising Arizona I think of oh, the Coen Brothers yeah, I, just because I've watched fun. it a bunch so, so. fun anyways just a quick shout out for that movie all right we're on to my number three which is also a comedy came out in 1993 and that is Groundhog Day I thought about this just because it's so it'd be such a funny it's a funny pick for rewatchability <laughs> yes. because it's all about the repetitive yeah, circularity yeah. <laughs> it this movie. Came to, could uh, kind of was back and forth for the two slot. My number one was pretty clear to me, but um, 
and I, I have, I, this is one I know I've watched just by default, like more times than I, oh. and, and I do feel like it carries a little more weight with it. Cause I do feel like it's, I don't know all the movies that came out in 1993, but I feel like this would be one of my favorite. <laughs> I don't think anyone expects you to know all the movies <laughs> well, Maybe now, uh, the movies, um, would be high in this list. I feel like it's it's a pretty like well written, smart comedy and super enjoyable to watch. But it does ha- feels like it has an extra like it's doing a little more than just being trying to be funny. You know, like yeah. there is something right. through Bill Murray's. There's character. a darkness. To, it gets pretty dark, and that it gets yeah. kind of real. Yeah, it a gets a little real. So if you've never seen Groundhog Day or don't anything about it, Bill Murray plays uh, Phil Connors self-centered weatherman uh and he basically gets for no real reason and that we are aware of like too clearly i think like he gets stuck in this time loop other than he seems like he's giving these he's given opportunities to maybe i don't know like just become a better person do the right thing say the right thing you're you're you thought you were stuck and trapped in punxatani now you're stuck in time, you know, kind of this right. situation. Right. But it's such it's such an interesting premise where if you don't get too hung up on why is this happening, is you just put yourself in in his shoes because it just instantly asks if one, what day would you want to repeat over and over? And if you don't right. have that chance, right. what if it's just a day you'd rather not repeat? And how how do you take that day and the choices you make which in the end of the day, it's all the same cards are dealt to him. Right. It's how he chooses to perceive people and things. And now, granted, he has the luxury of, from day to day, he remembers. Um, right. He kind of remembers uh, things that the other people in his life don't. Right. <laughs> kind of a situation, and so he can study, you know, whatever. When he's trying to impress Andy McDowell, he can study French poetry and things. Right, because he has infinite time while other people have just that same day over and over. And he's aware, like, oh my gosh, it's the same day again. And and now he gets to know people and where the he you know strangers on the street, he knows their whole story and uh, and cares for them. So anyways, uh, so yeah, this movie is, uh, I'm a big, big fan of this movie. Um, and maybe this was kind of an interesting thing. Um, so I, I, I didn't expect dropping any tids this morning, but, uh, <laughs> did drop incoming, did, did drop incoming is, so this movie was not filmed in Pennsylvania. It was, oh. um, it was filmed in, uh, Woodstock, Illinois. Oh, so for whatever reason, we were on a trip with an, uh, another family and the family was like well we're gonna stop here this is where they filmed groundhog day and i'm like yeah i'm in <laughs> i'm on board and so we walked Say all no around basically the streets and everything and the whole land where they did wow. like where he takes out punxatani phil the whole like whatever that raised stage and yeah the family and the the family the um the the town here in woodstock is all in on groundhog day sure like everywhere you go it's the map to the filming locations other than it being uh awfully cold that day it was really really fun to like walk around i mean just like i obviously i'm a movie nerd but like being seeing like different like filming locations and that whole movie kind of revolves around the different like diners and backdrops the location is such so key to the right yeah and so um, and this is one I have like I've watched with like uh, Maggie and Libby specifically, and they're like, "This is f- 
this is like a fun watch. Right, it's right. a fun movie. We've thrown it on uh, a bunch of times, and uh, yeah, and maybe the premise of it lends itself to yeah this idea of like this rewatchability and repeating a movie and the within the movie he's repeating events and things like that but it does it's it's a comedy uh bill murray is great in this but like you said when he kind of doesn't want to repeat things or he's figuring things out he he the dark side of it's like when he he just kind of kills himself off each day right and you're and sometimes comedically when he's driving with he steals the groundhog and then the groundhog's driving the car (laughs) off the cliff or whatever is the cat who can drive (laughs) oh man that's so (laughs) funny um dropping the toaster in the the bath you know he's just like fed up with it like this this is no way to live so i'll just kill myself each day right until he allows himself to get out of this mess so, right. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that you've spoken to something that I didn't really get into on my list, which is like things happening in your real life that make you more interested in rewatching a movie. Because I think like going to a place where the movie is set and seeing those spaces like that gives you like a new lens on the movie and a new oh, incentive yeah. to watch. I like, oh, I've been there and like, oh, I've seen that. And oh, like, yeah, uh, I can yeah. S- like it gives you like more reasons to watch something and feel attached to it and like see and notice and love more about it so it's like having that little tour experience like that tourist experience of um those sites that being said see how that could superman versus batman dawn of justice did not make my list (laughs) (laughs) more on that later (laughs) um we do have to pick up the pace i'm i'm oh yeah number two i think my last two can be very quick because we're getting to a certain degree of either uh our familiarity personally or just uh ubiquity in terms of of enjoyment of this movie so my number two which I've seen on your honorable mentions list, is 1993's Jurassic Park. I was so hoping you would mention this. This is the most... It's, it's, it's super rewatchable. It's it's kind of amazing how rewatchable it is. Yeah. Like, it's in some ways, it's a down-the-middle blockbuster, right? It's, it's an action movie. It's a yep. science fiction epic. Yes, it has special effects that are impressive and these these kind of um, trailer eye-catching, like, you got to come see this movie. You won't believe the dinosaurs. You won't believe this. But, like, fundamentally, it's such a solid movie. Like, the plot is perfect. Yeah, it was the my char- number five. The characters Till Office Space. are perfect. Like They are perfect. I, there's nothing about it where you can go, like, oh, I wish this was different about this movie. It's 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 like it's a such yeah. a solid drama. I don't need to explain the plot of Jurassic Park. There's no. an island full of dinosaurs. People come to it. Everything goes awry. Everyone's seen this movie, right? I will say this though: if you haven't seen it, and I I know there are people who haven't because I've brought this up with my classes of college kids. All right, and I will refer to Jurassic Park as like an example, and they'll they'll like look at me. They're like. Oh yeah, the one with Chris Pratt, and I'm like, and I have to hang my head. I'm like, if your only only experience of Jurassic Park is through the Jurassic World series, or even somehow like the Lost World or Jurassic Park Three, you're you've really done yourself a disservice, and you don't like the first Jurassic Park is so much better than all the other Jurassic Parks. It's not even close. It's not even close. And so if you if you whether you like or didn't like any of these new iterations like if you haven't seen Jurassic Park you gotta go see I this is a movie I know I talked about kids movies and the rewatching of of those this is one that I remember rewatching a lot as a kid we had it like recorded off of the TV sure like on a tape it had commercials like and I would just fast forward through them 
And um, I watched it over and over and over again, probably too young. Like there are parts that genuinely scared me as a yeah. kid. Um, but, you know, you sort of age into it and you like it even more and you like it even more. And it's it's like it's infinitely quotable, perfectly, yeah. you know, production designed, perfectly cast. Everyone is just perfect. Everything about it is yeah. it's I, it's it's unimpeachable. You yeah. can't you can't really question yeah. any of the decisions of yeah. Jurassic Park. It's no. so good. Iconic soundtrack, iconic everything. Yeah. It's it's like the perfect blockbuster movie in my yeah. mind. Like I can't imagine it being supplanted yeah. by anything else. And that that ju- I think it's right cuz I was that was literally I had the notes on. I was that was going to be my move for number 5. I thought you might have it. I kind of went off of space, but it that is like at the 2 hour mark. It's not that long. I, I yeah. was thinking it would be way longer and it's perfectly suspenseful in that yep, time. All it's the right gripping. moments. It's the payoffs yeah. are good. It's satisfying. Wayne Knight is so good. Everybody's good. Everybody's Even the good. small characters are good. Yeah. Samuel Jackson in there, great. Yeah, early Sam Jackson. <laughs> so, yeah. Everything about it is so good. That's a great choice. And that movie could be not maybe we'll get pushed. Steven Spielberg, I should know. I don't oh, think yeah. I said I've that. Heard, but I've it's heard of him. Yeah. Can you watch this on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I all think right. I talked about the Lost World oh, you in did. that episode. <laughs> Never mind that. Okay. Um, all right. Talking about blockbusters, I went with a one that maybe didn't do... It did well, but maybe... It's not Jurassic Park status. I absolutely love this movie. And 1996, Jan DeBont, known for Speed 2 Cruise Control, <laughs> Speed, and also Twister. Wait, you doubled up? No, no. Just Twister. I'm oh, just, just I was just giving it. I a thought big you were sell. saying speed no, no, and no, twister. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Twister. No, speed is also should be noted. But okay. I went with Twister. I can't. This was an instant going to be on my list. I can't think of another movie. Wow. I'm always like, I'm up for Twister. I worked at a movie theater when it came out. I don't yep. know if that has any like psychological. It was a big. It was a big movie. It was a big, big movie. Hit. I love the like you were saying. The Jurassic Park cast is great. The yeah. cast of this movie is also good, and you just get to kind of cruise literally cruise around with them as they're chasing storms and you're kind of right there with them. Uh, so it's Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt, um, early Philip Seymour Hoffman, another right. mention. Yep. Yep. I remember him. And, um, it's just so much fun. The characters are so fun. There's, they're trying to sort out their marriage or they're, she's trying to get him to sign the divorce papers. Actually it's vice versa. Cause he has his fiance with him riding around <laughs> and, uh, Carrie Ewell, Ewells, is that yeah. how you say his yeah. name? Yeah, Robin Hood. Yeah, I call uh, and um, Dread Pirate Roberts, if you've never seen uh, Princess Bride. That's right. Um, Dr. Jonas Miller. He So this, speaking of movies and quotable lines, probably mostly with my brother, but other people, like, we'll just say, like, different lines from this movie or just have, like, running jokes with it. But when I do put it on, and I have rewatched it within the last couple of years, I'll just, like, throw it on and I am good to go it's just every scene for me is just fun and um there isn't you know there's not like where there's maybe like with groundhog day i was even saying maybe there's i mean there's maybe something at the end of twister but it's not trying to really to get you to think too much it's to kind of be immersed in the movie be entertained right the thread is pretty easy to understand right big tornado have a lot of fun (laughs) right it's kind of jurassic park-esque in that yeah right Um, it's kind of natural force everyone's kind of yeah and um it's a lot of fun it's it's my number two yeah i love that pick i think i've seen it just like once it's one of those movies for me that i saw and like that was fun and then i just moved on so maybe i need to maybe i'm missing something (laughs) all i can picture is like a cow like flying across there's a cow like a cgi cow bill paxton yeah he's so Um, great in that movie and maybe that's not the best part of the movie to remember but that's the part i remember giant cow giant 
cow. My number yeah. one pick is this is I to my mind the only like true item on this list. And by that I mean this is this is a movie I genuinely watch and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. It's I've seen it as an adult. If, if we rule out those Disney movies I watched on repeat, yeah. this is for sure the movie I've seen the most times. And it not it's not even close. Okay. The movie is, and I've mentioned it many times before, Cool Hand Luke. 1967's oh, Cool Hand Luke, Stuart Rosenberg. I've seen this movie, you know, probably a couple dozen times, which is very odd for me. Like, okay. I, I can't explain, really, my attraction to the movie. Yeah. I probably saw it for the first time when I was a teenager. Yeah. And I was like, I like this movie. And I just, I can just rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it. I don't know what it is That's, about it. I can just check in the just, box. Right, it's, it's like, it's down the middle. If I'm like, okay, this is the movie I... I have no problem. Like you could tell me right now, I want to watch Cool Hand Luke. I would put it on. And I would happily watch it. Like I sure. don't know what it is about it. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Like it's not like this is some hidden gem pick. It's it's often called one of the you know it's one of the great movies of certainly the sixties and sure and uh you know one of Paul Newman's right you know most and iconic would be in your conversation if you're making some kind of big favorite movies of all time for it? sure for sure and it's yeah. like just one it's become one of these iconic film characters in yeah. film history. Um, it's like constantly referenced. If it's one of these movies, like after you see it, you'll realize, oh, like I've seen references to this movie in so many movies or TV shows yeah. my whole life. Like um, Toy Story three, there's like a whole bunch <laughs> of Cool Hand Luke references because they're like trapped in the daycare, right, yeah. and then the guys walking around giving him all the instructions, like just what like we Lucas. have here, <laughs> right, right. So the plot of Cool and Luke, if you haven't seen it, is uh, Luke, and I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this before, Lucas Jackson, played by uh, Paul Newman, is drunk, he's walking around town at night, he's cutting the heads off parking meters. Yeah. Don't he's do just, it. He's got like a pipe cutter and he's just like drunkenly stumbling around and then the you know you see the squad car like pull up, the police lights on and he just kind of gives it like a knowing nod. And then very quickly he's sent to his his punishment is to work in like this ditch cleaning crew, this like chain gang basically, where they like it's like a it's just like a work prison in the south where you're like you live in like this bunkhouse and every day they cart you out to a ditch, a road, and you're either tarring the road or you're cleaning out the ditch or you're it's just the most grueling, like heat stricken, nasty manual labor yeah. and you just do it every day and on top of that you're just being completely mistreated by you know the all like the warden and the staff of the of the of the road gang and the crew and then like within it there's like this you know like any prison movie they usually have this setup where it's like there's some kind of hierarchy to all the people that are in the inmates and it's like when a new person comes in like trying to figure out your place and and how to fit in and people trying to corral you to think this way or that way. And what makes it so like mesmerizing is Luke is like, he's immediately above it all. Like he's, he sees right through everybody and everyone's performances and all the characters and roles they're playing. And he doesn't just, he just doesn't submit to other people's ideas of how he should be or what's important. And at first that gets him a lot of, gruff like that that gets him beat up it gets him but eventually everyone just starts respecting him like man this guy is unshakable right he's, he's um actually dragline calls him george kennedy's character calls him <laughs> a natural born world shaker <laughs> he's just he's like world he's, shaker. Yeah. yeah he's just like he's just he's so charismatic and he's just he's so he's like just a person of conviction 
and um, it becomes like a jailbreak movie. Like he's him trying to escape from this this crew over the course of the film. But it's just it's so good. It's such a great performance. It's a good situation. There's really heartfelt moments. I talked about one in our movies that get us episode, uh, a tearjerker scene for me. Oh but yeah. There's a few really memorable scenes like that. It's got a great, um, great arc to it great ending great like is he gonna get away with this feeling you know it's yeah. one of those characters you're rooting for not unlike a Shawshank Redemption kind of thing but I feel right. like that's it's that's a more like kind of saccharine version of it where Cool and Luke I don't know it feels more real it feels more gritty it feels more like 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 he's like a folk hero almost yeah. where like I don't know it's like Shawshank Redemption is like the I know they're both Hollywood movies but it's like the Hollywood version of Cool Hand Luke yeah it's like a much more humble yeah kind of similar type of a storyline yeah. um and maybe that explains my distaste for Shawshank Redemption because I'm like have you seen Cool Hand Luke it's so much better than <laughs> that's that's kind of how I feel about it but um it's it's I can't really explain why I keep watching it and what like possessed me about it initially to go like I love this movie like, right I just keep watching it keep watching I can yeah. quote like most of the lines yeah. it's just one of those movies that I just for some reason it's 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 perfect to me like yeah. and I just keep it's I a great keep on movie uh, I've seen it I would say maybe a couple times but not anytime recent um, and Paul Newman is great and, and so I would say that movie too like probably along with like you mentioning the master wear those hats of like it could be on a number of different lists in terms of like so well made right. this movie could it is rewatchable there's a lot here it, it checks a lot of boxes um yeah we might good, cover it in more detail in the future yeah so we, we don't need we to, might cover we it in more detail dive so, okay um i don't so let me go to my number one and then if we have any time left i'll mention some of my honorable mentions so um, there's numero uno. Numero uno. This was the first movie that popped in my head. In turn, when I heard you said we, when we agreed on rewatchable, I'm like, it's this. It's probably the movie um, I watched a lot of growing up. And I it's watched, not Popeye, is it? Popeye. This, no, <laughs> I watched uh, watched it a Thank lot growing God. up, and have continued to watch it. I'll continually oh. quote it all the time have invited the children in to watch it with me to the point where we can have conversations with lines from this movie and know great. exactly what we're talking about. And I don't know if this is a cult classic. I don't know if this is under the radar. I don't know if people have seen this movie. It is 1985's Clue. Oh, I do like Clue. I it's a great movie. love Clue. So um, the man loves Clue. The man loves Clue. So um, based on, I guess the uh, the board game, somewhat with the cast of characters. Not somewhat. It's like it's like it's I guess so. to the plot of the board. Okay, game. it's the board game. <laughs> well, sometimes then I always have that conversation. It's like it did, you know, was it the other way around? I can't remember. Uh, I think I must have played Clue the game at the same time I went. I remember going to the movie theater to even see this movie at a very young age, yeah. Because it has all the different endings at the end, which is a, a, is a yeah. nice surprise. So basically, if you've never heard of Clue or played Clue, you're dealing with Colonel Mustard and Professor Plum and Mrs. White and Scarlet. This cast yeah. of characters that is invited to a dinner party, um, and there's uh, someone blackmailing all of them. Uh, a murder happens, and they're locked in the house. And Tim Curry, as Wadsworth, leads the charge to figure out who did it. Leads the charge is an understatement. Yeah, he's, he's so good. He's a, a tour de force performance by yeah. Tim Curry, and Love he really cares. I mean, everyone's good. All yeah. the character actors are great. Yeah, um, Colonel Mustard's pretty great. 
Yeah, every, some so many people are good, but Tim Curry carries this movie on his shoulders. Oh, and, he's so good, and and totally commits to every little thing he needed to yeah. to make it just riotously. Funny. It's fun. Yeah. It's an easy breezy hour and thirty minutes, and it's a uh, like. I like the movies that can be like what's referred to as like a chamber piece, meaning we're you're kind of outside of a couple guests outside the the mansion when it starts. You we're in the house through the entirety of the movie. It's over the course of an evening and um, as we're figuring out this murder mystery with him, but it is so like it has some moments where you're like you're kinda of wondering and trying to figure it out initially. Right. But there's so much like comedy and bizarre things, and it is just so. It's such an enjoyable watch. If you can watch it, you know when it's thunderstorming outside, just to enhance that. Maybe Twister yes, too. This Maybe is a I've good a rainy, rainy night movie. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. But you can pop it on anytime. Uh, it's a great suspense comedy thriller. It's kind of like a Knives Out, like that kind of a like this is funny but it's also like a sherlock holmes right. kind of mystery and we're trying to get to the bottom of it and you want to know and it's right. just it's fun on all those levels like it's it hitting is. a lot of a lot of uh sort of receptors i feel like as a yeah. as a viewer and it's it it's is a just very very fun. uh fun watch and i can watch it anytime like, and i probably this is of all the movies on my list yeah i'll watch more than once a year i'll watch, end up watching clue because well that's yeah. generally as a the, family it's just well, like let's like, watch clue. with the girls like oh we should throw in clue They're like yes that sounds so great and i'm like that's so it's easy that to sounds throw so great that they that they're enthusiastic oh, about yeah. watching it it's not like you forcing it like they're no. like oh clue again I, i've watched <laughs> flash gordon with them and they didn't they were not as excited not the same about reaction that. that was on my honorable <laughs> and i love me some flash gordon but they're like, yeah, I think you showed that to us. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. How yeah. About clue? We get how about it. Clue? We get it. <laughs> clue, so uh, good. Yeah. What a great pick. Yeah, love me some clue. Loves um, him some clue. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like the honorables, it gets a little out of control. <laughs> I will, out of control. So, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, some, I don't want to like. Here's a bunch of movies I like, you know, and here's true. 16 movies. Um, yeah. Here's the movie I'm gonna bring up though, because. It's a movie I really want to rewatch. I remember loving it, seeing it more than once. Um, and um, But I was like, I can't really speak to it because I haven't seen it in so long. Sure. It's aspirational. It's an action. It could be rewatched. Action, it's, it's, as you were saying, like the Schwarzenegger. Yeah. There's this era of the Nick Cage action movies. Yes. Like Con Air, Face Off. Face Off. And the one I would pick would be The Rock. With Sean Connery and Ed Harris. I watched the trailer. I'm like, I want to watch this movie so bad right now. (laughs) And I hadn't seen it in a while. I wasn't even thinking of it. And I felt like I would have to kind of rewatch it before this show. Because I know like, oh, isn't he, you know, whatever I I remember from the trailer. And I can remember bits and pieces. But I would, it would need to put it to the demolition test. I would actually need to (laughs) rewatch it. I like that. (laughs) To rewatch it. Can we coin that? (laughs) To see... Does this, do I still feel this way? The demolition. All the test. other movies on my list, no question. Love Office Space. Love these movies. Right. No, yes. Every time. And most I had recently seen to confirm. Sure. So you could watch I this felt like and it realize. It's a little like cheating. Maybe. Like, oh, I'm going to go rewatch this real quick to make sure it's a rewatch. I felt myself in that space a couple times making my list, and I had the same reaction. I was like, I can't in good faith put this down because it's, it's based on like me me wanting to like it not right. on me knowing for sure that it has all these qualities i'm gonna Correct. say it yeah. on the list so yeah. i i respect that you held off 
But maybe yes. again, uh, we can give it a spin but and see if it uh, holds up. Listen, listen to this last little tid. So without going into like, I just I didn't think of anything like oh, I want to make sure I have a comedy. I want to have an action movie. I want to have this and that. I just yeah. went in. What what am I going to pick? Yep. Based on my little rewatchable definition. Yeah. Had I put The Rock on this list, yes. that came out in 1996. Mission Impossible came out in 1996. Twister came out in 1996. What? I'm, that's exactly what I said. And outside of Clue, um, I have nine, just 90s movies again. Yeah. This, I, I, I'm beginning to see why we're the... The thin red nineties. I well, I held, I held, uh, held the ground for the other decades. I you had did. two two nineties movies on my list, but I had three distinctly nineties no, movies. I feel so. like you had a yeah a better version, like an all encompassing. Checked a lot of different boxes, and had I thought, like I guess if I was trying to make a a, a bigger like like let me think about, it. or or maybe that's just says something about me. Like oh, he apparently likes action movies that you don't have to. Well, I mean, it you know? also speaks to my Cool Hand Luke thing, which is there's kind of an inexplicable because I've definitely shown Cool Hand Luke to people, and yeah. they go like, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah, They're like oh, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, this is your favorite movie. Like, I get that kind yeah. of reaction a lot. Um, there is something about the movies you find mesmerizing and rewatchable that is a little, you know, it's just personal and kind of hard to explain. Like, you're just attached to it for whatever reason, right? And you can watch Twister over and over again. And other people are like Twister. That's a movie that you you like to rewatch. Oh, love but it's Twister. Like, I think you trying to go like, is there something, you know, why, what, is there a coincidence here? What happened in 1996 that made me, made me, that made these movies stick so well? And maybe you can explain that. Maybe there is something in your life that explains it. Maybe the movies are just all of a certain, they check the right box and they just work for you in that way. But I think, I think there is a little mystery to this about what makes a movie rewatchable to anyone. You know, if other people are listening or thinking of like, what would I, what's the movie I rewatch the most? I would I would bet that they might struggle in some cases to articulate why. Right, yeah. <laughs> why well, and um, like I I bet if I revisited this because I I just haven't gone back and watched some and I but growing up I watched like Predator and Command like right. I just haven't in a while and first Rambo you know like right. slice I bet you one of those probably would rear rear its head uh, <laughs> on this list as well. So most of the other like movies like. Yeah, I mean, like Star Wars, all of those movies. I'm talking about the original trilogy. Yep. Probably in the conversation, and I do watch them, but not as much. And yeah. um, it, same with the Indiana Jones movies. Absolutely love them. Um, but I was like, how often am I really throwing those on? Right. And it's it's just not as much. Even though as a kid, I probably right. burned through Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, right, the right. VHS. But right. I'm like, and still love it now. Every time I watch it, but I'm like, am I? So it is rewatched, you know, so I just had to kind of like going, what am I? I just went with what popped in my head and this is where we landed. All so. right. Well, there you go. There's our top five rewatchables. Go rewatch something uh, to treat yourself to your favorites. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next I week. I love that. <laughs>